What's up, everybody? This is Carleon Wilson. And Logan. And you're listening to The Manifest. Uh, today, we're uh, super excited and stoked to be doing a few different things. For one, hopefully, uh, we are recording a video today. Uh, we're, we're recording right now, but he's waving to the camera. Uh, if you're watching this, that means it worked. If you're only listening to this, that there's a possibility it didn't work. But... <laughs> We will get that fixed um, if it doesn't. Um, today, we're going to be doing uh, a new series or a new segment called The Breakdown, which is where we take a message or a, you know, something like that. Yeah. Preaching uh, message. Yeah. And we break, we sort of, we listen to it with you guys. So you guys have been listening to it with us at the exact same time. And we're going to break it down for you in real time. So we'll pause it, go over some things that caught us. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll probably... I don't know. How, how do you, what do you think? Should we listen? Like, let's say someone sends us one. Like, hey, you should listen to this. Mm-hmm. Should we pre-listen to it and then get notes? Or should we listen to it live um, and then get a first-hand reaction and then c- go from there? What do you What do you think? For me? Yeah, yeah, for, I for th- us. I, I, like, um, I, like, I like both ways. Um, I think if there's already a message that – or I think if there's a message that we've already listened to, mm-hmm. then it's cool and we can go back and we can talk about it and right. all that. But – um, I like I like listening to it live like this too. Or I mean, me and you have heard this message a ton, yeah, though, and we've we've referenced it a lot yeah. on here as well. Yeah, this is definitely in our first time with this message. Yeah, but um, you know, I I mean, it's either way is cool. I mean, they both they, both ways sound dope to me. Okay. Um, how was your week, man? My week was pretty good, bro. Um, I mean, it was good. I'm it was good. I'm I'm alive. You know. See that that's important. That's that's the only thing that that's the only thing that really matters. You know what I mean? I'm alive and I'm saved. Praise God. Shabu. Right. Uh, no, man. It was a uh, um, it was a decent week. Uh, celebrated Mother's Day on Sunday. That's right. Yeah. Um, happy late Mother's Day to all the moms out there and all the people who may not be mothers in blood, but mothers in in bond. Oh, I like that. Mm. And happy Mother's Day to all the kids that make. The moms be moms. That, because right? I told my mom, without me, this wouldn't be possible. That's so exactly you're welcome. Right. You wouldn't be a mom if it wasn't, if it wasn't for me. <laughs> so I, you're welcome. You are. Happy Mother's Day to and me. You're welcome <laughs> <laughs> to us. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to us. I'm gonna start saying that now. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to us, bro. That's what I'm gonna start doing <laughs> for real. Okay, so let's do the breakdown. Um. Well, my. Yeah. I was how was gonna, your week? How oh, was your my, my week you was gotta, all right. You gotta tell me how your week was. Uh, my week was okay, dude. I we care. Do you? Because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My week was pretty good. Um, we moved into a new house in Riverside. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Which is the city where I go to school, so I won't have to travel uh, so far. Riverside? Uh, closer to the church, closer to Logan, closer to all my friends, and, and basically family at this point. Um, so we moved. It was stressful, but we got it done. Now we just have to do unpack boxes from um, the garage and all that, but everything's moved. And we have cool. my cousin here with us. She's doing an internship. She's from Utah, and that's going well. She's doing an amazing job. Shout out to her. Uh, she's doing really well at the office. So, yeah, other than that, everything's going good. Just school, work. Cool, man. Rinse, cool. lather, repeat. Exciting, bro. That's cool <laughs> stuff, man. Cool, cool. Um, if you guys can't tell, I'm kind of sick. Like, I, I just got a little, some sniffles and all that. But other than sniffles. that, I'm, I'm good. It's allergies. Yeah, that's Aller- what it is. Allergies. It's starting to get warmer and can't starting to get. You know, people cutting their grass. Man, speaking of warmer, real quick, this is uh-huh. a total side topic. I was driving through Ritchie Canyon, mm-hmm. okay? 
And I'm like, I'm legitimately scared high key to even go outside because there's, I saw a snake on the road. I can't do it, man. I can't do snakes. And I live up against a Absolutely hill. Absolutely not. I cannot do snakes, man. Under no circumstances. Yo. No. And then on top of that, my I feel like my backyard is like the Amazon or something, bro. Because I find the, like, we find the weirdest creatures at our house. Like, we found, um, I found a, I'm not joking. I'm talking, you know, like a millipede, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the insect, right? Yeah. Okay. You know how big they are. They're probably yeah, about yeah, that. They're, they're, they're probably maybe big. maybe about an inch. For our video listener, they're about, about an inch, maybe. Okay. I'm I'm not joking when I tell you that this homie was at least this long. Okay, right, cool. so let let's get into the breakdown. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so Okay, so this message this message is something that we've we've come back to multiple, multiple times um on here and we've talked about it. Um it the name of the message is the problem with brothers. Um it was uh preached at uh HYC, SoCal HYC. Uh, this last year, 2018, uh, by Court Chavis, Brother Court Chavis, and um, Thursday Night Message. That was one of the most impactful messages I've ever heard. Easily, I, I, easily. A lot of there were a lot of things that that I had even like felt like he was reading my mind. You know what I mean? Because there are a lot of things that I had thought, but I almost didn't even know how to word it. But when he started saying it, I was like. Uh, that's exactly how I feel. It felt like my biography. Right? For a little bit. <laughs> it, it, for real, huh? I was like, man, how did he know that? And it wasn't just one thing. It was multiple things. Yeah. I was like, golly, man. Like, it's wild. Lay off a little bit. Huh? <laughs> man, relax. Give me a little space. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But it, it was amazing. And I loved every minute of it. It, And I think that it's such a, a great message for people our age. Mm-hmm. And, and anyone, basically. But for our age, specifically, when we are the... The people who are who are soon to be in charge of the world, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Soon to be the up and coming leaders. Of course, the younger generation, they're on the rise, but they're they're in a time right now where they're not make they're not making decisions right now that will affect the world in the near future. Yeah. It's us. Yep. The eighteen to twenty somethings, you know, yep. the thirties. Yep. Yep. And I think this message is so important. So very important. Um, you want you want to read the reference for yeah, the message? Yeah. Um, we're we're kind of skipping over the very first part because um, it's just a little bit of uh, tangent. Um, but we do want to get into, we do want to get into the meat of it. Um, but I'll read the, I'll read the reference for you. So he reads from, uh, second Peter chapter one. Um, and he says, uh, it, it says he goes from verses one through 10, um, says Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, 
and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godly and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make they make you that ye shall never be barren, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. You shall never fall. So just listen along with us. And what we'll do is we'll stop at certain points that we felt were uh, super uh, important to us or that we thought that was interesting. And then we'll just go from there. So let's take a journey together. I want you to take your right hand. I want you to put it on your chest. And I want you to ask God, God, open my spirit to this word tonight. If it's for nobody else, God, it's for me. Open my spirit to this word tonight. And if you'll do that, you can be seated in Jesus' name. I want to point out to you some very interesting things in 2 Peter chapter 1. And I'll say this uh, tonight before I get too deep into the word tonight. I'll say this, that at about 25 years old, uh, I turned 25 in Iraq. On, on my birthday, uh, on my birthday, we got uh, live ammunition in Kuwait City, Sand City is what we called it. We got live ammunition, and on the next day after my birthday, we, we entered into Iraq. We, what they call, crossed the berm, and we went boots on ground into Iraq. Literally 45 seconds into Iraq, we came under fire and uh, had my first combat experience 45 seconds into Iraq. That was fantastic. <laughs> it was not fantastic. It was a joke. Um, it was horrifying. Um, he was so funny, too. <laughs> was, but Iraq yeah, changed he was me. Hilarious. And, and while I was in Iraq, um, I realized that there were some things missing from my walk with God. And somehow, some way, God began to deal with me. And while I was in Iraq, I became a student of the Word. I read the Bible three times in one year. And for about three months, I was stuck in the book of Daniel. I read the book of Daniel almost every day for three months. months. And if you've ever read Daniel, you know that's not fun at all. That's. Um, But I became a student of the word while I was in Iraq. I read it over and over and over again. And uh, I became a Bible nerd. And I'm still today a Bible nerd. And I love the word of God. I love to read the word of God. I love to spend time with the word of God. And, you know, some people are... Star Trek nerds or Star Wars nerds or what, you know, know everything about what, what, all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm a Bible geek and I, and I love the word of God. And uh, I want to tell you today that you don't have to be a Bible quizzer to be a Bible geek. Mm. That's true. Why is this? Thank all 27 of you. Uh, you <laughs> There's like you 500 people there. Uh, a Bible quizzer <laughs> in your church to really love the word of God. <laughs> and if you will dedicate yourself to being a student of the word, the word will open up to you. My grandfather used to tell me, he would say, Court, do not read the Bible to get a message. Read the Bible to find him. And if you find him, he'll give you the greatest message that's ever been preached. Mm. 
That's good right there. Second Peter chapter one is fascinating to me. Two years ago, in, in my personal time of devotion and reading the word, I read these scriptures and the Lord opened it up to me like it had never been opened up before. The word of God is alive. It's a breathing thing. And uh, these preachers on this platform will attest and, and verify and amen me that most of them have been reading the Bible more, more years than you've been alive. But they can read it today and something jump out at them that they never seen before. Mm -hmm. And it's just the because word. the word of God is alive and it's moving. And at one portion of my life, this scripture didn't speak to me. But in this portion of my life, this season that I'm in, this portion of scripture just came alive to me. Now, I did want to pause And there. it ruined me. I thought, as he was saying that, and I was looking at all the guys, all the preachers that were up there, super, you know, knowledgeable preachers who've been preaching for forever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that, and they're all, they're like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. I'm thinking, has that ever happened to me? And I go, and I'm going back in my mind. I'm thinking, yeah, it has. Like, yeah, I, I've read a scripture at one point in my life, and I got a certain something from it, and then I read it again, maybe a few years later, or a few months later, and then I got something different out of it. Um, yeah. But you're reading the exact same words, mm -hmm. the exact same words. I just thought that Nothing's that changed about it. How how true that is is just like. God will reveal stuff to you that you need for that time, for that moment, uh, you know, when you're reading his word, because mm -hmm. it is a living word. And although it doesn't change and nothing is different about it, the, 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 your reaction to the words and your understanding of specific words and uh, moments that the Bible is trying to convey to you will be different based on the situation of the time that you're in in your life. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, man, that's, that's so true. And um, it's very true. Very, and very I think true. we even... We even touched on that a few podcasts ago, talking about how, um, you know, you should go back and reread. Yeah. Oh, I finished the book of James. You know, you're not finished with the book of James. You may have yeah. read it, mm -hmm. you know, through its entirety, but you're not finished with the book of James. Yeah. Ooh, I like and that. And it's, it's not finished with you. I like, oh, I like so that. So I'm, I'm just. That's good. It, it's good to go back and reread the word that you have already read because it might be something um, now, mm -hmm. um, in it, that might jump out you at you differently. Like you yeah. said, he read the book of Daniel for three months. That's crazy. You think he? You think it took him three months to read that thing all the way through one time? Right. No. Exactly. He read that multiple times. Right. Because that's the deal: is you, even if you've read the scripture, you can't just disregard it. Like, oh, I've already read that before. Mm -hmm. Okay, read it again. Read it again and again and again. And you might be reading it like that doesn't apply to me. Yeah. Uh, someday it might. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. So. For weeks. And then God began to develop a, a message out of this scripture. I want to point out a few things to you. I want to point your attention to Second Peter chapter uh, 1 and verse 3. It says, according to his divine, divine power, he's given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. That God has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. That God has given you every answer for your physical life and your spiritual life. Yep. That, that everything you need from God according to the natural realm and the supernatural realm, it's in this book. That God is not just interested 
in giving you a direction and a word just for your spiritual walk, but he wants to give you direction and word for your natural walk as well. Mm -hmm. That God has everything you need that pertains unto your life and to godliness. He is interested in where you're going to college. Yep. Amen. Mm -mm -mm. God is <laughs> interested in the person that you select to marry. We're clipping. God is interested in the career path that you want to take. God yeah. is interested in the relationships that you build around you. God is interested and he has the answers for your life out there and your life in here. Mm -hmm. That God is so personal True. that he wants to get in every aspect of your world. Mm -hmm. He has the answers that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Watch verse 4. Whereby we are given, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these promises, by these things, we might be partakers of the divine nature. What is the divine nature? To be like the Christ. divine nature is the nature of Christ. Mm -hmm. That Christ yep. was all man and all God simultaneously. That his nature was divine. Mm -hmm. And what Peter is saying is God gave us promises so that we could be partakers of that divine nature. That we could be like Jesus. Wow. Mm -hmm. Is that not our ultimate goal is to be like Jesus. Yep. It should be. Yep. I want to be like Jesus. That is the definition of Christianity, is that I'm like Christ. Right. And some of you are here tonight because you don't want to go to hell. But can I tell you that's not good enough? But that mantra and that commitment will not keep you. Mm. I'm here tonight because I want to be like Jesus. I'm here tonight because I want to walk with him and, and talk with him and do the things that please him. And I know, I know that if I do that, I won't go to hell and I will go to heaven. But that's not why I'm here tonight. Hmm. I'm yeah, here tonight be because like yep. I want to be like Jesus. Yep. I want to be a partaker of the divine nature of God. Hmm. Sometimes you show up to church just to, and to stay out of hell. Yeah. He says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Somebody say faith. Faith. Faith is where it begins. Now, 2 Peter chapter 1 is so interesting to me because not only is Peter telling us what he's talking about, but he actually lists the things that you need to be like Christ. He doesn't just say you can be like Christ. He doesn't just say there's some stuff that you can do to be like Christ. He lists them down and tells us exactly what we need to be like Christ. That's, yeah. the, ladder, that's the ladder part. And the part first thing the is universe, right? you yep. got to have faith. Of the, yeah. you got to believe. Without believing, you can't even begin. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love mm -hmm. this part. Somebody told me part. one time, said, uh, Pastor Chavis, do you believe that salvation begins at repentance? Do you believe that salvation begins at repentance? And, and they were trying to set me up for the next question. 
Any, anytime anybody asks you a question like that, uh, they want your answer so they can give you their answer. <laughs> They've already had, they already have a predetermined mindset. That's and, so true. And, and w- what they want you to say is, yes, salvation begins at repentance. And so, well, if salvation begins at repentance, then, then you, don't, you don't need to be baptized and you don't need the Holy Ghost. Mm. You thought. So they said, does, does <laughs> salvation begin at repentance? And I think I blew their mind when I said yes. <laughs> they were like, oh, oh, I didn't know that you. But I said, yeah, exactly, yeah, I believe that salvation. I mean, when you start going to the cross, when you go to the cross and you have faith that Christ died for your sins and you believe that he came and that he bled and that he died and that he has all power and he's saving your soul and you come to the cross and you repent of your sins and you turn away from your wicked ways, yes, salvation begins there. Mm. But nobody ever got a trophy for beginning. <laughs> what? You don't get nothing for beginning. Nobody wins a medal for beginning. Mm-hmm. The only way to get a trophy is to finish. Mm. Yep. And so right. salvation begins at faith, but it's not over at faith. You got to repent, and you got to be baptized, and you got to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Somebody say you faith. You get a trophy for faith. just starting. That's you right, got to believe. Yes, but believing is more than just believing. But believing is receiving. Jesus Mm. said Mm. this. Jesus Mm. said, these signs shall follow Mm. them that believe. They shall cast out devils in my name. They shall speak with new tongues. I didn't say that. I didn't make that up. Apostle Paul didn't say that. Peter didn't say that. James didn't say that. Andrew didn't say that. Jesus said that. Hmm. Jesus said, all that believe and are baptized shall be saved. And those that believe not shall be damned. Mm -hmm. That ain't me. Don't get mad at me. (laughs) Don't try to debate me. If you don't like that, debate Jesus. He's the one that said it. You have to have faith to begin you can't begin any other way. That's why Paul said to the Philippian jailer, when the Philippian jailer said, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe. Pa- pause this But real you quick. can't make a religion. So this is, I just thought of this right now. You can't, he said, if you don't debate him, debate Jesus, right? And that's, to me, that's like, that's so crazy because there's so many people in church that are so quick to be like, oh, like, no, that, that's not right. Oh, no. Well, uh, you know what I mean? Right. And the deal is, is there's so many times where I've thought about it and I'm like, to be honest with you, to me, I mean, you can debate me and what I say all you want, but you're not going to debate the word with me. I'm just, right. I'm not going right. to do it. I, I'm, I, I'm not going to sit there and you know listen to somebody try to say you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong because god showed you this you know what i mean right that's that's the deal is if you're just getting it off of just a personal opinion then it's different you know what i mean then then i understand but if this is something that god has given you then there's no reason for you to for to to even give any kind of attention to that at right, all. right. Because, and, or to even, yeah, to to partake in that at all. Because the word of God is not meant to be debated. 
It's not. I don't care what anybody says. And I was talking to somebody yesterday, actually, about how clear the Bible is on some things. And people take the most people take the, the most clear things in the Bible and then try to start uh, and try to muddy it and try to start a whole religion and pay stuff of that. Mm-hmm. Or they try to break off into another denomination because of that. Uh, we, uh, the t- subject subject we were talking about was uh, getting drunk. Mm-hmm. He and I both agreed. The Bible is very clear. Mm-hmm. Getting drunk is a sin. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure how popular this next statement will be, but the Bible does not explicitly say drinking is a sin. But the Bible does explicitly say or implicitly say that uh, getting drunk is a sin. Drunkenness yeah. is a sin. Yeah. There are too many instances in the Bible where someone getting drunk has resulted in a major catastrophe of sin. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 two uh, daughters who get their father drunk and and commit uh, you know um, uh, what's the word uh, fornication with with their own father mm-hmm. the, incest exactly there, there's so many instances in the Bible where people getting drunk or drunkenness being a part of a situation mm-hmm. and it resulting in directly in sin mm-hmm. um, and so the Bible is explicit about that mm-hmm. and so you can't try and sit here and try and argue about mm-hmm. Oh, I, uh, you know, drinking is not really a sin, and and you know, on all, I'm like, the the Bible is very clear, mm-hmm. and so in order for you, the, the only way for you to not get drunk, a hundred percent for sure, to not get drunk is what to is to do what, to not drink. because that's the deal. <laughs> so many people, it's like, oh well, I'm not that much of a drinker, but the, I've seen so many people, so many friends, and whatever. It's it's not you get to a point where you do get drunk at, at one point. Mm-hmm. You just do because, you know, that one drink or whatever that you have is not enough. Right. And that line that you set for yourself of when you start to get drunk, he, he's going to talk about some, some boundaries and some stuff like that in, in a little bit here mm-hmm. that I think explains all that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Let's hop back into it. That's why Paul said to the Philippian jailer, when the Philippian jailer said, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe. Right. But you can't make a religion based off the Philippian jailer. Hmm. Because the Philippian jailer was a non-believer. And you're not going to find in that scripture anywhere where where the jailer received the Holy Ghost. It's not in that book. But you can't take that moment and make a religion based off of it. The Philippian jailer is not the story. The story is Paul. And when Paul asked the Philipp, told the Philippian jailer, you have to believe to be saved. If you follow Paul, a few chapters later, when he found some men that believed, he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Yeah, yeah. Because the story isn't about the jailer. The story is about Paul. And Paul said, when you find people that don't believe, they need to believe. And when you find people that believe, they need the Holy Ghost. You might have some people in your life that believe in Jesus and love Jesus. And if they believe, you need to tell them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Yeah. I know plenty of people um, who Somebody shout faith. Yeah, uh, faith is man, where it begins. This, that is definitely hit me last said, time. Yeah. Every time I hear it, um, so now, many Christians that we know and that we have yeah. that are our friends. Um, That's what virtue means. Virtue yeah. is a definitely is our a task. General yeah. goodness. 
And when you have faith, virtue is there a general is a goodness. General goodness that comes upon you. Was that the second thing? Uh -huh. When you get the yeah. Holy so we have for reals, for reals. So far, what do we have? For reals, for reals. Not the Foley Ghost. Right. Faith and virtue. Faith and virtue. Some of y'all got that Foley Ghost. Oh, oh no. <laughs> when you get that real Holy Ghost, it's going to change you. Oh, yeah, I love this part. Oh, man. Automatically, something's going to happen. Had a young man get the Holy Ghost in my church. The next week, he came back. He said, Pastor, I want to let you know I quit, I quit dipping snuff this week. Hmm. I didn't have no meeting with him and told him he needed to quit dipping snuff. I didn't have a one-on-one -on -one say, hey, bro, let me tell you about what God says about dipping and having all kind of narcotics. And he just got the Holy Ghost, man. And something, something told, I didn't tell him. He didn't have a Bible study on it. He, when you have that real faith, when you get that real Holy Ghost, he said, he said I quit dipping snuff and I quit cussing. I didn't tell him he had to stop cussing. There ain't no scripture that says you don't dip snuff and you don't cuss. There, there's no spot in that Bible that really points that out exactly. Right, right, but right. when he got the Holy Ghost, everything in his life that wasn't good, something began to change in him. And without a Bible study and without me looking over his shoulder, God just began to do something in his life. And he said, you know what? I can't act this way anymore. and I can't talk this way anymore. Because when you get faith, virtue comes. Yeah. And when you get that real Holy Ghost, it makes you want to walk right. And it makes you want to talk right. And it makes you want to live so right. Mm -hmm. And that's how you know when someone Ooh, gets it for real. coming to somebody tonight. Yeah. When you get the Holy Ghost, the things you couldn't give up, they're easy to give up. Because that spirit gives you power. Mm. You see, he said, add to your virtue. I remember in this service. Bro, you, you did faith, not, you barely ever sat one. down. I don't think I sat you down. Were, you, you were standing up almost the entire time. I, I remember that. Then add to your virtue knowledge. Add to your virtue knowledge, okay? Now you need knowledge. Now. I, I love this part now you need as well. I, I love, well, I keep saying, I love because all of it. Because there's some things that without the scripture, you know, hmm. I need to change this. Hmm. I need to fix this. But there's some things that you need to see the scripture and right. know that God is directing your paths in a certain way. And you need knowledge. A lot of people never stick to those things that God dealt with them about because they don't have knowledge of it. You need knowledge. Listen to me, young person. You need the word of God in your life. Listen, when your pastor says you need to read your Bible, it's not a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> For, for a child of God, right. studying of the Word of God is non-optional. It comes can't, along can't with it. it more if you that. want God nope. to do something in your life, and if you want to be changed, you need the Word of God in your life. Watch this. Let me tell you what David said about the Word. David did not say, Oh God, thy song have I hid mm. in my heart that mm. I might not sin. Mm. He didn't say, Oh God, thy presence have thy I hid word. in my heart. That I might not sin. He didn't say, oh God, your dance have I hid in my heart that I might not sin. No, David said, oh Lord, that your word. word have I hid in my heart right. that I might not sin. That's I right. want to tell somebody, the dance ain't going to keep you. The mm. shout ain't going to keep oh, you. Man. The song ain't going to keep you. You can come up here and dance all night long and go out there and live like a devil. But if you get that Ooh. word in you. Man. 
when you get that scripture going in you and the word of God speaks to you, it's hard to go out there and do whatever you want to do. That word will keep you from some stuff. That word will keep you from some mess. That word will keep you out of trouble. That's right. That is right. Can I just preach right here for a little bit? Oh, preach it. There's some young men in here right now. You're so addicted to pornography, you can't even see straight. You're so messed Hello. up. God Hello. can talk to you. Yeah, so quiet in the room. If you are standing on a stack of Bibles looking at Jesus right now, you're so messed up, you if don't you even know what to do. And you can't stop sinning. And let me tell you why. Because you think you can come up here and shout and get rid of it. Yeah. Look at that. You mm. think and that, and you can come up here and pray and get rid of it. A lot. But David didn't say, Lord, it was the prayer that Listen kept me from it. David didn't say, Lord, it was the David said it was that word. When I got the word in me, the word kept me. The word protected me. The word kept me from being a sinner. Hmm. I'm going to tell you how to break the yoke. Get yeah. in the word. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Every morning mm-hmm. when you wake mm-hmm. up, spend some time in the Word. And when you start getting tempted, turn off that computer. Turn off www.godknowswhat.com and pick up your Bible and get in the Word and watch the Word keep you. It's that knowledge. Man. It's that knowledge he's talking about. Yep. Just like, just like the it, Word in, in will anything. break it. Yep. The more knowledge you have, the less mistakes you, you can knowledge. make. The, the, the more you know. It's you just, need knowledge. There is no way to move forward in the maturity of Christ and mm. step into the divine nature without knowledge. You need the word. Even Jesus had knowledge. At 12 years old, they were astonished because he read the scripture as one that had authority. At 12, he was quoting. As a teenager. At 12 years old, he was in the word. And he wasn't reading it as one that is reading what was written. He's reading it as one that is reading what he wrote. What he wrote. <laughs> what? Now that makes a difference. Oh yeah. When you read some, something word, someone else wrote word, versus what you what, what said, you wrote. And then add to your different. knowledge. That confidence hit different. Three, oh yeah. Add to your knowledge temperance. So temperance. add temperance your knowledge temperance. Self-control. Hmm. You cannot have self-control without a healthy relationship with the word of God. Mm. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that demon. There ain't no way in the world you're going to beat that devil. No, sir. You need the word. Here's the deal. I can cast out the devil right now. I cast that devil standing on one leg. <laughs> but I mm. can't cast out flesh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you ever meet anybody who says they can cast out flesh, don't you let them lay hands on you. No, sir. Because you will fall dead. (laughs) (laughs) You can't can't pray flesh out. Right. You can fast it out. Mm -hmm. But you need a word of God in your spirit. He said you can't pray flesh out. It was that word that kept me away from trouble. Can't. It was that word that gave me the power and the ability to say, you know what? God doesn't like that. Mm. And I don't need to be involved in that. Yeah. I need to right. have some self-control. We live in a time right now that this world has zero self-control. Zero. Many do whatever you, you want, right whatever now, you, you want, have dreams, because you can. And plans, yep. But you lack the discipline to do any of it. Mm. And you're sitting here thinking, how can I be disciplined? Let me watch some video and find out how to, let me listen to a podcast, find out how I can be more disciplined. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing us like that? But he preaching it. 
Yeah. God has it all in the word. <laughs> He'll give you self-control. Oh, man. He said, add to your temperance, self-control. Somebody say four. 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 Add to your temperance, patience. Mm. So temperance. Patience is grace. Patience. Yeah. Five is the number of grace. Okay. Add to your self-control. Five grace. is the number of grace. Add to it patience, loyalty, commitment, dedication, that ability to just show up. Hmm. Add, add to that self-control. Add to that grace. The ability to deal with mm -hmm. things and people. Some of us, are, we struggle so difficult. We, we, we struggle with so much, uh, we, the lack and the ability to have patience and have loyalty and have commitment and we we struggle to stay committed to anything and what you need is a holy patience and when he's talking about patience he ain't talking about you getting on my last nerve type of patience mm -hmm. he's talking about commitment and loyalty and grace mm -hmm. the way that god yep, is committed yep. to you commitment the way that god has so much grace for you that he puts up with you God will give you a supernatural grace, a supernatural patience. Hmm. That, that, that even when you're not feeling good, you still come to church. Even, even when you got troubles and trials, you still show up. Oh, yeah. And even when you don't feel like praising, you praise him anyway. Hmm. And, he, and, and what you do for God is not based off emotions. Yo, come on. Yeah. But what you do yeah. for on, God is based off discipline. Oh. I'm not here because I feel good. I'm this here because he's good. Mm -hmm. About for my for myself. Personally. I'm not here because I'm worthy. I'm here because he's, he's worthy. worthy. He's worthy. Right. That's a that's a spiritual maturity that we need in the church today. We need a spiritual maturity in the church that says no matter what's going on in my life, I have grace to walk into that church and give and live and worship and praise because I'm committed, not because I feel good. Right. Not because I feel good. Yes, indeed. You be feeling that way sometimes. How I live for God oh. is not based on my emotional you know roller coaster. I'm committed to it. Mm -hmm. I'm committed to it. Yeah. What's that song? Somebody I'm committed to you. Marriage can be summed up in one form or another. Oh, what is it? It's a. -O -D I forget I who it is. Oh, wait, I wait. Said, nope. Nay, nay. Nay, nay. Not nay, nay, but shit, nay, nay. Are you talking about love right now? Talking about marriage. Love, mm -hmm. Marriage is not summed up in one word. Yeah, I'm sorry, marriage, yeah. The, the four-letter word that sums up marriage is S-T-A-Y. Oh, man. S-T-A-Y. Stay. When he hit me with this. Just stay. Stay committed. And you know what we need in the church today? We need some folks in the church that'll stay. Yeah. Just stay. And if you don't like the preaching, stay. Oh, don't do that. Hey, if you like the music, oh. stay. Well, do that. Just stay. Mm. There's a mm. spiritual maturity that says, you know what? I'm not here because it all fits me. I'm here because God has been good to me, and I'm committed, and I'm going to stay in the church. Right. Hold on. Let, let. And I'm I think that is such a, uh, that's such a heavy topic. And obviously, we know that things happen. Yeah. And that relationships get fractured, fractured, and uh, things happen. But the most important thing is that 
is that um, is that uh, at the end of the day, people can't people won't be the ones to get you in heaven or get you out of heaven. Mm-hmm. It, it's your personal decisions that that determine that. Yeah, and so you may fall out with people, but you can't fall out with God. And so, I think that sometimes you do gotta just stay because it's not about those people who are there. Yes, you'd love to have a community, a brotherly love, and that, and this and that. But if you leave a place without trying to fix or, or repair these type of things, then it'll just follow you wherever you go. Yeah, you know you you can't really you could try to leave your problems, but they're probably gonna follow you. Yeah, you know. And so I think that is so important. And I don't think you can't you can't outrun you can't outrun God's will and you can't outrun your problems. Period. So I think that you know coming from personal experience going from one church to another is it's difficult but don't leave because of problems. Right. Don't leave because of problems. Because if you leave because of problems, you'll always have something to regret. You'll always regret it. Because you may realize that those problems were not as important as you thought they were in that moment. Because in that moment, they seem like the world. Right. But if you would just wait, you would just be patient. You would wait it out. I'm I'm very, I mean, I feel like God gave me a kind of patience and a in a lot of ways to be able to, you know, stay even in church period, Mm -hmm. whether it be the church that I am now, my old church, wherever, just because I felt like it was like, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to do it anymore. I just didn't want to do it anymore. It was just, it was so much. But when I stayed and I stayed with it, in the hardest times is when God gave me the greatest gifts, gave me the greatest blessings, and I stuck it through and I stuck it out because not for me, not necessarily just for me, but for the people around me, for my family, right, for my church, for the people who aren't even at the church yet, for the people that I can witness to, for the people that I can share my testimony with. That's what's important. Yeah, It's not necessarily all just about you and your feelings. It's about what's to come. Yeah. And the people to come. And staying is a very, very, very key and important part of that for sure. You've got to once you once you've committed to something, I feel like uh, until God releases you, mm-hmm. you got to stay and you got to be got to finish it out. You know, it, if if God was like us and just got up and left whenever he, or Jesus got up and left whenever he wanted to, we'd be in so much trouble. Oh man, I, I remember the message during Easter where he he prayed to God. He he prayed to let this cup pass from him. He could have got up and said, "You know what? I'm good," because mm-hmm. he was flesh too. Right. He was all man and all God. <laughs> he felt that pressure. Yeah. He he, he knew what that was going to feel like. He was in, he went in, he yeah. was in, he he was tempted by the devil for forty days. Mm-hmm. He was tempted. Right. And he overcame. Yeah. Why can't we? And the whole point, like like in the very beginning, he said, is to be Christ-like. So once you get into these steps, I think that 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 brings you that brings you closer to being Christ-like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the way that it's laid out, and the way that Brother Cortez, you know, talks about it, I think is is a good blueprint. 
yeah. and, and can definitely help some people. Um, so let's get into a little bit more of this, and then we'll. So we're, we're going to make this a, a two part. Yeah, I think we do a two because we about we're almost halfway through it right yeah, now. Yeah, we're almost halfway through. And it's so crazy because it goes through the first. Uh, what is it? Six, right? Well, uh, uh, what are we in right now? He goes through the first six. Okay. He goes through the first six, and the first thirty minutes. Right. He does the last two, the last like forty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets it gets really, really, really powerful. Yeah. In this next one, um, but yeah, let's let's listen to just a couple more minutes, and then and then we'll cut it off and continue on the next one. Okay. Not leaving this church to run across town to that church mm. because they'll let me sing oh. and they'll let me do. No, I'm mm. gonna stay. Stay. Grace and patience, spiritual maturity. That's number five. Everybody say number five. Number That's five. Patience. And then he says, add to your patience. Number six. Six is the number of man. God made man on the sixth day. And six is the number of man. And he said, add to your patience, godliness. Mm. Elbow your neighbor and say, standards. Oh, here. Okay. Ooh. It's the listen, last one. Listen. Godliness. Listen. There's a certain way that I walk. Last mm-hmm. one for now. There's a certain way that I live. And there's a certain way that I dress. And there's some places that I don't go. Okay. And there's some places that I do not attend. Mm. And mm, there's mm, some mm. things that I, I do not have in my repertoire. Not because somebody told me to. It's because mm. I have godliness. There's right. a standard of life. And mm. number six is where I conquer my mm. flesh. And number six is where I take control of my flesh. Yep. And I bring my flesh under subjection. And it's not about some rules, but it's about relationship. And I know what God wants mm. out of me. Woo! Man, I love that. Not about rules, it's about relationship. Be seated. My goodness. Now, listen to this. Sometimes in the church, what we want to do is we want to get people at faith saved. And we want to skip all them other processes and bring them over to number six. You got, the, you got faith. Now come over here and get godliness. But you can't get godliness without virtue and knowledge and self-control mm-hmm. and commitment. Yep. And people who get jumped from number one to number six, they may follow the rules to stay to, to, to sing on the choir. Or they may follow the rules to do something in the church. Oh. But the first sign of trouble comes in their world. It's the first thing they let go of. Oh, man. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Because they have no knowledge and they have no self control. Huh. And they, ooh, I, come on, this is the word of God. I, I'm not making this up. <laughs> right. This is what God's telling us. There's a process, there's a journey. So when, when you meet somebody that got the Holy Ghost last week and they're not looking just like you yet, won't you give them a little, it took you a while to get the way, look how you look. Won't you did. give them yeah. a little while yeah. and say, hey, listen, we need to get in a Bible study. There's some stuff in the Word of God I want to show you. There's some knowledge I want to give you because if you see what God wants for you, it's going to change the way you walk and change the way you live and you'll want it and you'll... Re- yep, 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 yep. Yeah. And when you, have, when you have true godliness, you realize that it's not so much about the letter of the law, but mm. it's the principle of the law. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Because some of y'all look good. Everything's just right. 
You know, the length is just right. Oh, oh, oh. But you got a quarter in your back pocket and it's on heads. 1978. Come, come on. Uh-huh. Come on. Didn't have to do it like that. Which means it's too tight. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know. Because you're focused on the rule and not the principle. Mm. Man, that's good. Oh, man, that's good. Houston, we have a problem. Huh. Right here, he's about to lay it down. Follow the rule, but not the principle. We got folks in the church that follow the rule, but their spirit's wrong. Mm. Their heart's not right. Where they do that? To the letter of the law, but not the principle. True godliness says, you know what? This is about modesty. Okay. And how I carry myself, Mm. and and make sure that my my good is not evil spoken of. That's right. We was just talking about that. And, and when you got real godliness, you don't ask the pastor to draw you a line in the sand. Mm, that's right. People say, like we were talking about the drinking is, earlier. Is this a heaven or hell issue? Like, don't, don't ask me that. Yep. Because when you ask me that question, I know what you want me to say. And all you want me to do is draw you a line so you can see how close you can get to oh. the line. Man. Oh. I'm living, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> right on the line. Right on that line. That way you can jump in, jump in. Hey, hey. Oh, oh. I can look good on Sunday and hop over on Monday. Hands oh, right back. Hey, oh, glory to no. the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. That's not godliness. That's rules and regulations. Right. But when you get godliness, you say, you know what? That's the line. I'm staying over here because it's not about what my pastor thinks and it's not about what my mama thinks and it's not about what my daddy thinks. It's about what God wants. And right. I'm going to make sure that I'm far enough away. I wish I had some help in the house. I want to make sure that I'm far enough away because I want godliness. Yeah. Mm. Come on now. Come on. Woo. Be seated. I'm going to tell you what holiness is. Y'all ready for holiness? Don't get scared. All the pastors in the house, breathe easy. I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not a maniac. Okay, so right here, we are Jesus going to pause it. So we're at 35 minutes and 52 seconds, and then we'll continue uh, this podcast uh, or this second part for the next podcast. Yeah. Man. <laughs> He go, he's he was, going in And he already. was right about to get into the real meat. Oh, the meat. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, it's good. <sighs> for for those of you that um, that want to listen to this, uh, I think we've said it before, too, yeah. but just to reiterate, um, if you guys do want to listen to this message, um, just DM us. DM uh, either me or Carl or, or, the, or the manifest uh, yep. page, um, and we'll get it over to you. Um, uh, but it may be it may be available for purchase online. I'm not sure where. I try to figure it out. Um, and if if maybe we do, we'll post a link if we can yeah, find it. If we can find it, you'll see a link. Uh, you'll see a, a post from us put up about it. Um, if not, then just ask us for it. Um, yep. And uh, and we'll get it to you because this is an incredible message. But um, man, I every every single thing that he I like Carl said. I, I honestly, I don't think I sat down the whole time. I stood up that whole message. Because I, I, there's just things like, for me, that it was hitting so close to home. And so many times I was like, man, like, oh, I just, I needed to hear so much of that, you know. I can't wait till y'all hear the other half. It's just like, uh, all of these things are, uh, are, speci- are 
they're specific to everybody, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, everybody needs to hear this because there's something in this. One of these, what is it? Eight set, eight um, it's, uh, eight attributes. Or yeah, it's eight. One of those, at least at the bare minimum, one of those you are not you are not proficient in, and you are not you don't have a good understanding of it, and you do not and you're not doing it right, and that's what's keeping you from being Christ-like. That's what's keeping me. Yeah. That's what's keeping Logan. That's what's keeping all of us from being Christ-like. It's not having all of these attributes down yeah and for me in my own personal life it's more than one there is there are some things that he gets into detail later where it literally changed my life in the sense that i thought to my i don't want to spoil it but i thought to myself i gotta do something tonight i mean yeah and so there's there and i will i'll talk about it in the second podcast when he gets to it um the the later half of the things that i really felt like uh impacted me and made me literally change some things in my life but mm-hmm. that night and that and that week after yeah. that i literally went out and physically did stuff to make myself right with yeah. those things that yeah. that he was talking about because it's like yeah what the way he broke it down I'm like my god I, I i can't be christ-like with the things that with with some of the things that i'm doing right now and with some of the 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 situations i have going on in my life i i'm not even close mm-hmm. cl- close to and like you said Acting the part, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, p- playing guitar, uh, worshiping in service. But there were some things in my life, and I'm not I'm not going to sit here and act like everything's perfect now. But now that I'm aware mm-hmm. of the things that um, I'm not doing right and mm-hmm. and things that I need to to, to work on, it, it's a much more streamlined process to to do the things that he's he's talking about to get yourself one step closer to being Christ like, which is the yeah. the whole point of our existence, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's it to it's to worship God and to be Christ like yep. it with our lives and and if you're Christ like you are worshiping you are worshiping God with your life mm-hmm. so um man it's it's, it's so great. good I I cannot wait I can't wait for you guys to hear the second half um man it's it's so good I'm probably gonna listen to it again in these next couple of honestly days. so good I already listened to it once today right I listened to half it of it yesterday. again right now, now yeah. I'm, about to, I'm about to listen to it again later right it's good. So good. So uh, follow us at Manifest Podcast. Follow Logan at L O R K E and follow me. K L E. K L L E. Yes. And follow me at Furious Carl. Thank you guys for listening. Be on the lookout for more stuff on our page. We're still in the giveaway. We're we're close. Closer. Closer. We're closer. We're getting closer day by day. Closer. We need y'all's help. We need y'all's help. We need to spread the word. So hit us up on our page, like, share, and then uh, when we get this video stuff up, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. This has been The Manifest. I'm Carleone. And I'm Logan. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time. What's up, everybody? This is Carl. And Logan. And you're listening to the manifest. Uh, we want to remind you guys: uh, follow us, follow follow the podcast at Manifest Podcast on Instagram. Um, you're gonna be getting all kinds of updates there when we post new episodes, um, etc. That's where you're gonna find a lot of announcements. Probably see them there before you hear them on the podcast. So follow us on there. Um, you want to follow our personal pages also. Uh, Carl's is at Furious Carl, and mine is at Lorkel. And we and we want to remind you also that we release every Wednesday, uh, and you can find us on 
every major uh, broadcasting platform, Spotify, at Manifest, Apple Music, at Manifest, all those pages. So thank yeah. you guys for listening. Thanks.